It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the moment last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist, licensed nutritionist. And I thank each of you for listening today. I'm very pleased to have Cassie Wienis join me as our co-host. Cassie's a registered and licensed dietitian. And on most days, you'll find Cassie either educating clients individually at our Wyzetta office or presenting nutritional information to large or small groups at many different companies for their wellness programs. You know, human resource experts are finding employees who eat well and follow a healthy lifestyle, maintain better health, that makes sense, and in the end, cost the company less in insurance dollars right? and less in lost productivity. So it's a win-win for them. Absolutely. And I sure love teaching nutrition, Dar. As you know, it's, I my, do know that. <laughs> it's my favorite thing to do. Um, and it's so fun to see the positive changes that people make, even after attending just one class. And I have another thought on that, but um, before I share that thought, of course, I need to say hi to my two biggest fans back home. I know I have two sets of ears listening right now, so hello to Riley, hello to Rissy. Now, they've been listening to you for a while, haven't they? Yes. Well, we were kind of talking about that in the break. I have to go back and calculate, but I, I, I think Riley was almost one when I started here. Or maybe he had just turned one, and we just went to kindergarten Isn't that open just house. Amazing. Oh, it goes it too, fast. too fast. I will just be a puddle yep. on the sidewalk <laughs> on that day when he starts kindergarten. But yeah, it goes fast, and much thanks to you that they are such healthy, growing kids. You know, I have to get off on a little bit of a tangent. Last week on the radio, you said something about the research shows if you introduce I don't remember exactly how you said oh. it but if you introduce yep. foods or the you know the foods that your taste buds are used to you know, that's what you're going to want and exactly. it goes the opposite way too with the junky foods and I thought you know what I have not had the kids try a new vegetable for a while so that night they had to try asparagus and Riley took a bite and he said I think I might like this mom <laughs> and I asked him if he wanted more and he said no But at least one bite, and he said, I think I might like this, so we'll try it again. So, yeah, we're we're eating healthy. I I find with the grandchildren, if you don't cut it up into little pieces, and they can just pick it up with their fingers, then they like it much better. Well, I was telling them that. I said, Dar's grandkids eat it like a snack, you know, just like a stick. So maybe we'll try that next time. (laughs) So, um but yeah, talking about all these classes, man, what a a busy part of business is yes, these is. lunch and learns that we're doing. Um, and I have been getting bigger and bigger crowds. It's not uncommon to speak to more than 100 people. I know. Isn't that just amazing? It is so fun because then you really feel like you're reaching the masses. So, so, so what do you see? What's happening when people are doing that, Cassie? You know, you're out there teaching. Yeah. And- Well, one really fun thing that I've been watching change over the years is people switching from margarine to butter. I always ask the question when I start a class, okay, you know, now who's using the butter instead of the margarine? So that really is is taking hold. People are giving up their pop. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah. Well, we give some good reasons why and some some research 
as to why you need to give up that soda in, in most any class we teach. So people are drinking more water. Oftentimes people will come up to me after a class and talk about how they have great plans of giving up fast food and getting back to packing their lunches. So, you know, people are getting away from the processed foods once they hear our message. And I'm seeing more and more people plant gardens Yes, in my neighborhood and just clients coming in telling me that they're planting their own garden this year. So, you know, people are making great changes because they have the information. And that's a philosophy that you taught me from day one, that nutritional weight and wellness is really about educating you and telling you why you're making a change instead of just saying, do this and not that. Yes. And that education is what empowers people to do it and stick with it. And stick with it. That's right. Yeah. So I think we have a great topic today, and I'm really kind of excited about it. It's nutritional support for your thyroid. And over the years, we've had so many requests for a show about the thyroid because, really, we have a lot of thyroid issues today. You know, over 100 years ago, underactive or these low thyroid problems, you know, this hypothyroidism, and it was very rare. Mm-hmm. But today, it is very common. And it is particularly common in women. And I think, wouldn't you say, Cassie, that at least a third of our clients are on thyroid medication? Sometimes I think at least almost, don't you think maybe a half? Well, I think that's a good guess that probably a third are on medication. But I think that half half of our population probably needs help with the thyroid, don't you think? Their thyroid is not working very well. That's a good point. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people are not on medication, but not not necessarily that they need to be on medication, but they have thyroid issues. They're under-functioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and something that you taught me is that the doctor's normal isn't always normal for that person, and we'll touch yes. on that a little bit more, too, as we go on. But if you're out there in listener land wondering, hmm, I wonder if I have a low thyroid, some of the common body signs are fatigue, Migraine headaches. Isn't that interesting? Migraine headaches. Boy, don't we see a lot of those. Oh, yes. Yeah. And they're disabling, so you want to get to the bottom of it. Emotional problems. Maybe you're that person that catches every virus or every bug that goes by. A hoarse voice, if you um, sort of chronically have this hoarse voice, or slow speech. Mm -hmm. Would you kind of say a, a difficulty to articulate? Probably, sure. Things are not flowing very well for people. Sure. And you know why I thought of that? You're seeing my um, cousin, my husband's cousin, and she mentioned to me, and she's having wonderful results with you, Dar, and and she said, I've been having trouble talking and articulating things, and Dar told me to go get my thyroid checked. Mm Mm-hmm. And the doctor at Mayo wouldn't do it. Yes, I know. But, but you lined her up with somebody that would and, and, and found it, that she was. Yes, mm-hmm. it certainly did have some it issues. It was abnormal, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. So what are some other symptoms of hypothyroidism? You know, where your thyroid just isn't working well. Constipation, big one. Mm-hmm. Weight gain. You know, numbness in your fingers and hands and confusion. Depression. You know, you're cold all the time. You've got thinning hair. You've got menstrual cramps or other menstrual problems. Maybe you're not getting your period. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, even, I mean, I was just kind of shocked at this one, is that low thyroid function can actually cause high blood pressure. 
And that is, it's amazing. It obviously has an impact on so many body yeah. systems. Yes. And it doesn't stop there. There's some more symptoms um, that could be indicative of a slow thyroid. If your eyelids get swollen. Oh, we see that. I see that so often yeah. in people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, your face, maybe your whole face kind of swells up or gets sort of puffy. Water retention. Here's an interesting one. Thinning or loss of the outer third of your eyebrow. Oh. You know, I bet everybody's going to run to their mirror yeah, right really. now. Look, get it okay, out. do I have that? <laughs> but I always glance up at clients and look at that to see if that's what's happening. So if you're losing that outer edge of your uh, eyebrow. From something other than plucking yes, too much. Of course. <laughs> it could be your thyroid. Um, a bump in your throat. If you have trouble swallowing. Or brain fog. Now, brain fog could be from... Many things. Eating too much sugar, but yes. it could also be related to hypothyroid. Now, most of our clients don't have all these symptoms, but they might have five or six of these symptoms. And the ones that I often see is constipation, those swollen eyes, very sensitive to cold temperatures. And, you know, these are the people that need to wear a sweater, even in hot weather. Mm-hmm. And the thinning hair and, again, weight gain. Weight gain when you're making a, a conscious, hard effort to yes to maintain healthy weight, right? Yeah. Exactly. And I think it's important to understand as much as possible about your thyroid gland because, as we mentioned already, it affects so many different aspects of our health. So if you think about that thyroid gland, it's actually very small. It weighs less than one ounce, and it's located just below your Adam's apple. So you could feel your neck and kind of determine where it's located right under that Adam's apple in the front of your neck. And if you were to look at it, it's almost like it has two parts. It has a left lobe and a right lobe. So you think about this, that one ounce gland is very small. It's kind of like the boss or the CEO of many of your body functions. And you can always, we talked about many of those body functions from being cold to constipation. So this is what happens. The thyroid gland takes in iodine, and iodine is found in many foods, and it converts it into two things. It converts it into T4 and T3. And Cassie, you know, we work with a lot of people with sleep apnea, right? Yes. And did you actually realize that it is well-recognized fact that low thyroid function is often the cause of sleep apnea? I didn't realize that until I was researching this show. Well... Yeah, and until you kind of connected that dot for me um, in the break room earlier, I, I don't know that I realized it, but I have an interesting story related to that about a client of mine. But let's save that till we come back from break. Okay. <laughs> Trying to watch the clock here. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Sleep apnea and thyroid. So we're going to talk more about that when we come back from break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Before we go to break, I have a great announcement. If you want to order products from us online, everything is up and ready to go. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Woohoo. I think this is going to go gangbusters. Um Go to weightandwellness.com, so go to our website, and if you haven't been there before, you have to spell and out, so you have to spell A-N-D, weightandwellness.com. Click on Order Products Online, and that'll take you right to NutriKey.net, and that's where you order the products, and what a wonderful site. I've been perusing it just to kind of re-educate myself or remind myself the background on some of these different products that we carry, because whoever... 
Whoever did it at St. Paul, and I'm sure there was many people involved, put a lot of work into it, and there's great descriptions mm-hmm. on what each product is is good for, the prices right there if you want to kind of shop around prices. And as an introductory offer, we're offering free shipping. So no shipping and handling charges. It's just the price that you see up there on the website if you're short on time and don't have time to drive to one of our offices, or certainly if you live out of state, We want you to have that convenience of getting your supplements delivered right to your door. Now, of course, we always love it if you can stop in the office because we like to see your faces and chat with you a bit. But if you need the convenience, go to weightandwellness.com, click on order products online. And if you have questions about your thyroid today, call us here at the studio at 651-641-1071. If you're like me, you try to eat right, but the definition of healthy eating seems like a moving target. Should I eat low-carb or low-fat? Do eggs and butter raise my cholesterol? Is coffee good after all? Don't rely on sound bites and infomercials for something as important as your health. You deserve recommendations based on biochemistry. Nutritional Weight and Wellness is offering MyTalk 1071 listeners a complimentary e-newsletter that is chock full of nutrition information and tips. The Weight and Wellness Way newsletter provides sound information and practical strategies from a nutritionist's perspective. Learn a natural approach to healthy eating based on real whole foods you buy at the grocery store. All this and best of all, it's free. To subscribe to the complimentary Weight and Wellness Way e-newsletter, go to weightandwellness.com and enter your email address. Then watch your inbox every month for nutrition news and special offers that will help you look and feel your best. For information on other services at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, call 651-699-3438. up nutrition now we believe for most of people to change habits especially eating habits people need to know the hows you know how will this eating plan help my health how can i get over cravings how can i prepare enough food for myself and my family how 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 and then help me, help me. Help me. <laughs> I think that's true. Yeah. You know, we answer those questions and more in nutrition classes we teach weekly. And if you're waiting to answer some of those how questions around menopause, join Wendy Kate's Dancer Monday night at North Oaks. Or if your hows are about improving your athletic performance, join Kristen May 23rd for peak performance in North Oaks. Or if your hows are around moods and how foods affect your moods, join Tamara for Balanced Foods for Balanced Moods in Lakeville. So those are just some of the classes coming up. Great classes, great teachers. And to find out more, you can go to our website at weightandwellness.com or you can always call the office. The gals are in the office by 8 a.m. on Saturdays, and that's 651-699-3438. So, Cassie, you had a story before we went on break about yeah. sleep apnea. Is that right? S- absolutely. So, like I said, I I didn't know that connection either and before the the radio show. And it made me think of this client that I had just this last Thursday. And she's a longtime client of mine. I've been seeing her for a couple of years. And she initially came, you know, with a laundry list of health goals. And, yep. and we've tackled some of them, but there's still some big ones we're struggling with. And right now, the focus is her blood sugar control and her sleep apnea, which probably the two are related a bit. 
But I've tried so many different combinations of supplements to help with the sleep piece, and she's had three sleep studies in a pretty short amount of time and is working pretty closely with the sleep center as well and has the CPAP thing and all that. Um, but I kind of, I did a dar and I just kind of stared at her oh, and dear. I was trying to figure out, I, all of a sudden I just thought, this is dar. I'm just, I think it made her uncomfortable. I said, well, I'm, I'm just thinking. So, and I said, I think you need to have your thyroid checked. And she's a nurse, and she said, you know, I was kind of thinking that, too. Okay. So good. she's going to go have her thyroid checked and come back. And, and then after I learned about this whole connection, I thought, oh, my gosh, maybe I am. So the next time you're on a show, you're just going to have to report back to people. Yes. If your guess was right, if your intuition or your thoughts or, your, you know, it's a I'll lot of understanding and knowledge that goes under why we th- the, come up with these things. The in- intuitiveness, yes. yeah, is, yeah. So we also, Cassie, while we were on break, we had a question from a gentleman that called in, and he was wondering if people, men, can have hypothyroidism. Of course. Absolutely. Yes. And are the symptoms very similar? Yes, a lot of them. Not all of them, of course. I hope you don't have PMS, although some (laughs) days I wonder about those men. But I think many of the symptoms, you know, certainly the weight gain, the feeling tired, the fogginess, the... All those things are all symptoms of hypothyroidism. Yes, and we've certainly had males in our office with hypothyroid. It's just that it's more common to have the female. You know, and to understand a little bit more about the thyroid, because the more you understand, the more, you know, you can fix the problem. Our thyroid hormone has two major names. There's T3, which, if you dissect it, is actually three iodine molecules, connected together and then there's another thyroid hormone called T4 and that's four iodine molecules. So, think about that. It makes sense, doesn't it, that we need to eat foods that contain iodine to have a healthy thyroid. So maybe the listeners are saying, "Okay, so what is iodine?" Mm-hmm. It's a trace mineral and is needed to make thyroid hormones and what that does is it helps to regulate your metabolism. And your body's ability to burn carbohydrates and fats for energy. So extreme deficiencies of iodine can result in the development of a goiter. Or it's an enlarged part of your thyroid. There's enlargement mm-hmm. of your thyroid. And sometimes you can actually see it on people's necks, can't you? Mm-hmm. Right. Areas protruding out. Right. And, you know, we've probably all seen pictures before. And I remember in college studying about goiters and that that's a deficiency of iodine and you'd see the pictures where it was so very obvious with the huge goiter growing from the neck and we actually learned back in college and some of you may have heard this before that here in the midwest we live in the goiter belt and at one time a lot of people had developed goiters because we have this deficiency of iodine in our soil. And I think way back when a bill was passed mm-hmm. to put iodine in salt yes. to try to help address this problem, because a lot of people grab the salt shaker, so now we have iodized salt. But what happened is, you know, a lot of health experts came along and said, oh, you shouldn't be eating salt. you got to limit your salt intake. So people started cutting back. And then they also became more deficient in iodine. And 
So then again, we're right back to that people having lower levels of T4 and T3 because they didn't have enough iodine. Another thing that's interesting, the salt that they put in processed foods, because that's where you get your all your salt, salt. a lot. But they they don't use a quality salt like salt that has iodine in it. They use very inexpensive salt, and so it's not in processed foods. So again, we're kind of back to where we started before they made it a law that we have iodine Iodine in our salt. salt. Right, right. So we're not getting the iodine. We're still getting a ton of salt because so many people are going through the drive-thru for their meals, So are we going to take a caller? We are. We have Jennifer. So Jennifer on line one. Welcome, Jennifer, to Dishing Up Nutrition. Oh, hi. Good morning, Darcy and or Darren Cassie. How are you two? Good, Good. Thanks for it calling. our names. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, question for you this morning. I am on this never-ending quest for better health, and the issue that I'm dealing with now is my thyroid as well. Mm-hmm. Wondering, you just mentioned briefly at the beginning of the show about testing. Um, is your family physician a qualified source to use to get the complete, is it called lab or Sure, I believe so. And panel or because. Yeah. But you have, when you go in, you have to do ask them or your doctor for a total panel. So what they're going to test, they're going to test your TSH. They're going to test your T3, your T4, and then they're going to test something that is called antibodies. Okay. And that's, that's actually how, how much inflammation that you have in your thyroid. So you ask for a total panel, and then you get the results, and then you come right in to see one of us. No, I, you well, know, so, I have a, well, you might want to because. But so we, um, you know, the, the report that I got back just states a TSH of four point two. Mm-hmm. So is that a combination of no, factors, or is that just four point two is an indication that you probably have hypothyroidism? It yeah. is on the borderline, and we. You know, the more recent test results have indicated the, what am I looking for, Cassie, that word? You know, the range now of normal is 0.05 to 2.5. So you're above, you know, 2.5. By a little ways, yeah. The higher the number, the lower your thyroid. Okay. So then I would go back and say, let's test some more. Mm -hmm. Let's find out why this number is this. Mm-hmm. And then after you have that, then then we can kind of figure out, okay, so what is causing that? Okay. And we're, All right. So once the test is done and mm-hmm. the result is given, that's when you can kind of work towards some yeah. kind of plan. So my right. guess is right now you have some of these symptoms that we've already talked about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Several. Yep. Okay. And one of the things that we're going to talk about yet today is one factor in why this might be happening there are many, many, many factors, and we just, with one show, we just couldn't cover all of them. Right. But, but when you come right. in, we try to do that as we are working with clients. Right, but okay. it sure helps to have that complete panel. Yes, it does. Okay, well, I'm going to keep my appointment with you next week anyway, oh, sir, oh. and then we'll follow up with a <laughs> okay. panel test. Thank you. Wonderful. Sure. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. Great question. Um, And I just want to throw in there, too, you know, sometimes I am always surprised at how you can go in thinking, yep, I'm going to ask the doctor to do this and this because I really think I need these numbers to perfect my health. And 
they'll be stubborn and not want to do it. And, you know, talk to Dar in that case. Because I, I know, and, and some of us other counselors as well, sometimes we can hook you up with a doctor that might, because my fear is, Dar, she might go back in, and depending on what normal range they're working from, they'll right. say, well, your thyroid is not abnormal, so we're not going to do further testing, but you can't stop there. Because obviously, she said she has some symptoms. She's She has some issues. Mm-hmm. Let's... um. We got to go to break. Yeah, we do. We got to go to break. And we do have a caller on the line. We'll get her as soon as we come back. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I want to give you some food for thought as we break. A recent study found that just 40 minutes of walking a day can boost your memory. It can even help regenerate your brain tissues. Our brain tissues start to shrink as we get older. Walking can help to regenerate that. So if you're having word recall issues or other types of memory issues, get that daily walk-in and also start adding good fats to your meals and your snacks if you haven't done so already. An adult brain and a child's brain needs good fats to function. So the organic butter, the olive oil, avocado, nuts, and of course fish oil. My kids love their fish oil. Rissy usually asks for a second spoonful. She likes it so much. (laughs) All of these fats are good for your brain. They're also good for your thyroid. If you have questions about the thyroid, call us here at 651-641-1071. I'm Darlene Cavis, licensed nutritionist, and joining me today is Kathy Wienis, registered and licensed dietitian, and we're discussing nutritional support for your thyroid. You know, winter is finally over, I think, but this morning I wasn't sure. I don't know, Dar. I have not put my winter coat away yet. (laughs) Well, I believe that the summer clothes must come out pretty soon. At some point, yeah. (laughs) And you have to say, do they fit? And if not, we have a solution. Nutrition for weight loss. You can actually get healthier as you lose weight. You can have less aches and pains. You can have better moods and even clearer skin. You know, our Nutrition for Weight Loss plan program is includes 12 classes, two individual sessions with a nutritionist, and they address your personal cravings and your metabolism needs. Mm-hmm. And you see a lot of these people, Cassie? I do, and it's, yeah... It, um everybody's so individual. So I think these individual consults are such a key part of this program. I think so too. And the classes start the week of May 23rd and you're going to lose pounds. You're going to lose inches. You're going to feel great. And so if you want more information, it's 651-699-3438. Or again, you can go on our website, weightandwellness.com. And we, Cassie, we, um, we were talking about iodine, I think, before we went on break. Yes, and we are a company that's all about food first, if you can. So I wanted to mention some food sources of iodine. Seafood is the first one that comes to my mind. So if you're somebody that eats quite a bit of shrimp, crab, lobster, you're getting iodine from these foods. And there's also some ocean types of fish that would contain some iodine, like salmon, tuna, halibut. And you know, Cassie, that week that I spent in Hawaii... Yes. I ate fish probably twice a day. Wonderful. Fresh. It was wonderful. Wouldn't that be interesting to know? Probably wouldn't be that hard to find. What's their rate uh, rate of hypothyroid versus us in the Midwest? I think that's a yes. I'm sure it's much lower. I'm sure it is. Well, they probably have kelp available there too, being that they're right on the ocean. So did you ever sprinkle 
some kelp on your food while you were in Hawaii? No. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that is a good source of iodine, though. If you want to sprinkle about a quarter of a teaspoon of kelp on your food a day, and you could find that... In most, you know, co-ops. Co-ops, natural section of some of the grocery stores. And, you know, I have to admit that I tried to get into that kelp habit Mm -hmm. a few years ago, and I couldn't do it. So I buy sea salt with added iodine. I always use that as my salt. Yeah, I can't say that I foresee kelp making my grocery list either. I'm still working on that asparagus with the kids. We'll keep the kelp for later. But good point that you can get, you know, because we always talk about sea salt being the better choice um, versus regular salt, but you can get iodized sea salt, as Dar just mentioned. You know, there's actually another issue with insufficient iodine besides the obvious of just not getting it in your diet, because iodine falls in the same trace mineral category as fluoride and chlorine that are used to treat city water, a problem can arise. Fluoride and chlorine block the cell receptors from taking up that iodine. So you might be getting plenty of iodine in your diet, or maybe you're even taking a supplement. You know, we have supplements at the office of iodine. But if you're drinking a lot of tap water from a city treatment plant, most likely you're getting a lot of chlorine and fluoride, and then you're blocking those cell receptors from getting sufficient iodine, and the net result is low thyroid. Mm -hmm. And I actually... I I knew this, but I didn't know why very early on, because one of my first years at Nutritional Weight and Wellness Counseling, I had a man, a gentleman in as a client, and I forget what his issues were. He was in for high cholesterol or something along those lines, but he got to telling me about his hypothyroid, and he, he was on Synthroid. But he and his wife got diagnosed within weeks of each other. Mm-hmm. So it piqued his curiosity and he started researching everything he could about the thyroid. And I remember him saying to me, I've pinpointed it to be our tap water. And my wife and I drink a lot of tap water. He didn't explain the whys, yeah. but here it is. And he since has installed a reverse osmosis system in his house. Okay. See? Yes. Just like you have. Yep. You know, I think we're seeing more and more clients with hypothyroidism. And I believe in in addition to the, the chlorine and the fluoride, there's other things that's happening to us. You know, right. we're living in polluted air. Uh, you know, the, the water and the soil, the, yeah. these, the foods are contaminated with residues from pesticides and hormones. And this is something that's interesting. People are actually developing a thyroid resistance you know, that cell resistance, mm-hmm. it's very similar to insulin resistance. Mm-hmm. So the cells are becoming resistant to the iodine going in. Right. And then, of course, they have lower T4s. Right. So uh. isn't that? Now, there's another one that blocks this iodine, and it is called Splenda. And a lot of people, you know, where do we get, I mean, Splenda is in, I mean, everything now. I think one of the things it's in um, is... Crystal light? Crystal light, yes. Yeah, I, I don't know. I know crystal light is not good for you, and, uh, and it's marketed to be pretty healthy. But crystal light, yeah, it's probably Splenda or maybe a combination of artificial sweeteners. Dar, you're going to not even want to hear this, but I used to pour Splenda into my oatmeal before I found <laughs> you. 
you just heighten and heighten your your mm-hmm. need for that sweet flavor, and you need more and more. And everybody was saying Splenda is so healthy; it's as close to sugar as you'll ever come. Well, we know yep. that there is a link between too much Splenda and hypothyroid. So it's a blocker of of two things: zinc and what your thyroid needs. And then the iodine. Mm-hmm. So should we take a quick mm-hmm. caller or do you think we I can? I think or? we should take a quick break. break, a quick break, and okay. then co- get to calls as soon as we come back. Okay. Does Sounds that sound good, good to me? So you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Um, as always, we like to give you some food for thought. The most common cause of goiter, you know, historically has been an iodine deficiency. We did talk about iodine blockers as well just now. But think about this. The thyroid hormone called thyroxine T4, is 64% iodine. If this trace mineral is lacking, that thyroid gland starts to swell as it overworks to try to produce more T4. And there are some foods that can increase the risk of a goiter as well. So we talked about Splenda, something artificial, but foods like cabbage, kale, turnips, and soy, if you're eating them in excess day in, day out, every day, like, you could really create problems. Like I had a client that was eating three bags. I mean, these are big bags of Brussels sprouts every night. Really? And it did throw, yes. I didn't and it realize. it threw off the thyroid. Yes. Well, I think I pick out soy on this one because I think of how I used to eat so many soy nuts. Mm-hmm. I ate soy nuts every day before I found you thinking I was grabbing a healthy, crunchy snack. And I get a lot of clients that do you know, the the meatless burgers or whatever that are always, most always, um, have soy in them. The edamame, I mean, again, too much of cabbage, kale, turnip, soy, and you could throw off your thyroid because it blocks that uptake of, just like the sucralose, both zinc and iodine. So something to think about, and we will be right back. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, next week, join Wendy Kate's dancer and myself as we discuss addictive eating. Applies to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And upcoming in our next e-newsletter, I've written an article about I can't stop with one syndrome. I can't stop with one cookie, one brownie, one cupcake. And if you're not receiving our newsletter, just go on our website, Nutritional Weight and Wellness, and you can just sign up. Great way for some free information to show up in your inbox every month that will keep you on your healthy track. Yeah, I found some interesting research about addictive eating. Just, you know, you can't touch on mm-hmm. 100 reasons, but you can touch on maybe three important reasons that people just can't stop with one. And that's... And it doesn't you know. have to be that way, I think, is is right. going to be the great message at the end of that show. Daryl gives some great solutions. So we have to take some callers. We have some very patient people that have been waiting. Julie, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question for us? Yes, I do. Um, I listened to the symptoms that you listed earlier in the uh, program, and I might have one, possibly two, but my TSH was just tested at 59, and my doctors are recommending medication and I don't want to go that route. So I'm wondering, uh, can I lower my TSH naturally through food or supplements? Well, I think that <laughs> that's a 59. Was it 59 or 5.9? No, it was, it 59. was 59. Well, wow. um, 
I honestly, from a, a risk factor, I think you need medication. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that you're always going to have to be on medication. So maybe looking at some nutritional things. Maybe maybe you're one of these people that are cell receptor resistant right. and you can't get the iodine into your cells. But then that would mean that maybe you can't get zinc into your cells. And so looking at all those factors, maybe you're not eating enough animal protein that makes another ingredient called tyrosine, which is a very important amino acid for your thyroid. So, that you know, so there's so many, many different factors when you look at that. But I think, yes. Start you, the medication. Start the medication. It seems logical to me. And then, and then maybe work with one of us or work with somebody like us that can help figure out exactly what is causing these. There's a reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you know. help and then start healing. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? It, it does. But uh, is there a problem with not taking, is there a high risk? Yes. yes, there's high risk. going on there's, if I there, do not yes. start the medication? There certainly are. The there's a heart, heart problems, heart attack risk factors, I believe. Mm-hmm. I know there's certainly risk factors that when your thyroid is functioning that low, because like we mentioned, it affects almost all of your body system. So something's going to go awry yeah. if you don't get it balanced. And if you haven't had the whole panel of thyroid tests taken, you really need your doctor really needs to order those for you. And the antibodies, yes. too. You know, you you might have a gluten sensitivity. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, we just you have to figure out what's going on. That I do have. Okay. I have through the past, uh, eliminated gluten out of my diet because okay. I am very sensitive to it. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. okay, so so that that means probably you have some general malnourishment going on, mm-hmm. depending on how how long so you've much. been gluten free. Yep. All right. Um, okay. Yeah, it's been about a year, so I um, I guess maybe I have more to work on. More yep, healing do. to do. Yeah. <laughs> thank yeah. you so much for your assistance. Okay. Great thank question. You for the call. Thanks mm-hmm. for calling. And then we're gonna okay. take which line? I'm gonna let. Can you? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's line five. Sorry, I couldn't read which. Line five is Maria. Maria, you have a question for us this morning? Yeah, I do. I, um, over the last two or three years, I've had a high, I guess it's a high TSH cascading number and a normal T3, T4. Mm-hmm. And I had a 20-pound weight gain after I had my third child after returning to pre-birth weight after a partial hysterectomy. Mm-hmm. And then I did return to my normal birth weight, and I've had my metabolism checked, and da 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 da. So the last time I went back to the doctor, I said, you know, really, what else can there be to look at? So they did the TSH again, and again, I think it's like around eight. Mm-hmm. And so now they're sending me to an endocrinologist, and I'm a really uh, non-medication focused person. So now I'm knowing that I should have them check antibodies. Right. But I was wondering, does the adrenal gland and a cortisol connection go with just a cascading TSH number when it can, it can, you know, but it Mm. it can do that, Um, and it might fit for you. I don't know, but also I think what you it almost sounds almost like your you have that cell receptor or resistance, Mm -hmm. and it's like your nutrients are not getting into your thyroid. Mm-hmm. Because you've you're testing normal T four but and normal T three 
So there must be a breakdown someplace. Yeah. Right. Would there be any other things you would suggest that I have them look at so then I can come and go the nutritional route? I think uh, probably not. Um, okay. You know, was- I, th- I think if we're working individually with you, uh, we certainly can pick up uh, adrenal gland problems just from from our eight page yeah. <laughs> right. form that you have to fill out. So that would tell us a lot too if you were to come in and work with one of our counselors right. in addition to right um, the auto bo- or the antibodies having that tested. Well, it was interesting because after I um, had that news, I have um, times where I get canker sores, eight to ten at a time. Yep. And I have also some nerve stuff down my arms. And I'm thinking, wow, maybe it's all related. Yeah. Yeah, but could be. Mm-hmm. Could be? Mm-hmm. Okay. Could be. Well, yeah. I'll get these numbers and then bring okay. them in. Okay. Sounds good. Wonderful. Boy, the thyroid is so com- complex, and isn't it? And so many people are having issues. As we could see, our board lit up. We didn't get a chance to get right. to everybody before they... So the, they gave up. Maria, Maria, thank you for the call. Thank you. Thanks, yeah. Maria. You know, that's interesting because canker sores, I, I think I'm remembering right, can be a body sign of gluten sensitivity. Gluten sensitivity. And like you said, sure. that get the antibodies tested because if those are high, yep. we would take her off of gluten as one of the steps. Right. Hmm. So should we go back to what we were talking about? Yeah, you know, I think it's important to really drive home. I'm thinking of that caller that we had in the first half of the hour who um, said that her thyroid was like a four for something. And some doctors, I'm not saying all, but some doctors will say that's in the normal range. But if you're having several symptoms, you know, if you're feeling cold, if you're constipated, if you can't lose weight, even with your best efforts, and the doctor is saying, yeah, but you're normal, according to this range we have, don't stop there. You know, you know your body best, and, and there there could be something wrong, even if that TSH is supposedly showing up normal. I like how, how Dar explained it to me. She said, think of the thyroid gland as a gas pedal for your body. Just because there's gas in the tank and you're pressing on the gas pedal doesn't mean the engine is going to work right. Same goes with the thyroid. You might have thyroid receptor resistance even if the doctors are saying you're in that normal range. So, Cassie, how do you overcome some of this thyroid receptor resistance? The first thing is drink filtered water. Use a filtering system. If you didn't catch Richard on our show last week, Richard Grassy was on and it was all about water, go back and podcast that show. He talked about how the right kind, not necessarily just a Brita, Listen to the show. He talked about how the right kind of filtering system that removes fluoride, chlorine, and all other contaminants, that's going to be a great step. Oh, it's too bad the show is over. We could talk for hours yet about this. We could. So we'll have to have another show on thyroid. Thank you, Cassie. Thank you, Dar. Good to see you. expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.